How's it going tonight, everybody? We are Run the Real featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and Dan. And we're back again at this review podcast. And again, and, and again, again, for 40 years. I've lost track of how many times it's been. Yeah, it's like we're in a loop or something. We just keep coming back. Just like these movies with this same idea over and over and <laughs> over again. They just keep coming back, don't they? They do. And uh, Fox, you picked this one. What did you pick? I picked Palm Springs per TV's recommendation. It's a lie. The trivia said it was not filmed there. <laughs> what? I saw that. They deceived us. Can't trust nobody these days. Especially those closest to you. <laughs> Andy Samberg, no! <laughs> so what's this one about, Fox? Give us the synopsis, the details. Well, this one's kind of like Groundhog Day, except instead of being a jerk news reporter, he's just some guy who's stuck at a wedding in a time loop for a really long time. But it turns out he can get other people stuck in the time loop with him. So naturally, he gets a girl stuck after what is apparently a very long time with him. And naturally, hijinks ensue. He doesn't just get a girl stuck with him. He gets J.K. Simmons stuck too. <laughs> <laughs> he does. <laughs> Roy. Man, that was like the biggest surprise when I watched this movie the first time was J.K. Simmons showing up. I was so happy. <laughs> oh, man, I love that guy. He's so good. Yeah, I didn't know it was him at first either because he's like in camo when he first shows up. And then when I first saw him like at the wedding when he was telling the story about how they got stuck, I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> he's looking for Spider-Man. <laughs> now he's got all the time in the world to find Spider-Man. So did you just give TV's hand away already because he recommended it to you? I mean, I don't know if he, like, loves it. We were just talking one day, and he was like, hey, I saw this Palm Springs movie, and maybe you and your fiancé ought to give it a look-see. And I was like, ah, all right. He recommended it to all of us here. Did I? He did, yeah. <laughs> he recommended oh, no. it to me, too. But to be fair, you know, to give TV some leniency here and not show his whole hand, he did just say... He loves Andy Samberg and didn't say he loved the movie when pitching it to me. Ah, uh, yes. Ah. In my ambiguous way that I always have about me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always walking the line. You never know where I'm going to land. <laughs> no, but yeah, actually, I'll just say now, I do like this movie. I think it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> I'll give it away right now. I think it's pretty good. Uh, I don't know. I do love Andy Samberg. That's the only reason I decided like I was interested in it at first. Because for whatever reason, I just really liked the guy. I think it's because back in high school, I watched uh, Hot Rod, the movie, like a tr trillion mm. times over and over again. And he's like the star in that as well. So I think he's like been imprinted onto my subconsciousness. So every time I see him, I'm like, oh, that guy. <laughs> I gotta watch this. He's a funny dude. He's pretty funny. Because he he's like the Lonely Island too, you know, if you've heard of them. Same guy. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's okay. He's not my favorite. <laughs> I'll be the dissenting opinion. <laughs> yeah, he, he's goofy. He's fun. But he gets on my nerves pretty easily, too. Uh, it's just that kind of humor. 
Um, I much prefer Captain Raymond Holt in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. His, his humor is more akin to what I like to see. <laughs> yeah, Andy Samberg's more like loud, obnoxious, like kind of know-it-all kind of guy, I guess. He's a better version of Will Ferrell, I'd say. Mmm, that's a good comparison. They both have, yeah, the very much the same style. But I much prefer Samberg's style <laughs> if I had to pick one. What I noticed is uh, Andy Samberg kind of plays the same character in every single movie he's in that I've seen. I haven't seen Hot Rod. It's the same. It really pretty <laughs> much is. <laughs> he's he's Andy Samberg in everything he's in. Yeah, I will say I think that he's got a lot more like, I, I don't know, nuance is the, quite the right word, but I think there's a little more depth to the character this time around rather than like a lot of his other stuff is just like it is blatantly like just a comedy, I guess. Where I would say this is, while it is a comedy, it's also like kind of a rom romance movie. I guess rom-com might be the right word. It is a rom-com. There's actually like some drama in there, and I think he does a pretty good job with the more serious stuff too, which I, I was kind of impressed by actually. I wouldn't say that. I'd say he didn't really sell it to me when it got to the more serious stuff. Like he still kind of had that uninterested attitude. I didn't quite buy it when he needed to be more dramatic. I do feel like Andy Samberg has a set number of facial expressions. Yeah. <laughs> and he kind of cycles through them in each movie. But to his credit, I do feel like he improved over his past works in this one. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it was like phenomenal, but then I wasn't really here for phenomenal drama. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he's like Oscar worthy or anything, obviously, but I do think it. I think he he does better than he usually does, like with that kind of stuff. There's a little more nuance to it, a little more like awkwardness behind the weird smile that he always has, you know, whenever it's getting awkward and more serious. I, maybe I'm just reading too much into it, but I, I think I liked it. I think he did pretty good. Yeah, he he does good being Andy Samberg <laughs> for sure. Just. I mean, when he has to get super serious, which is only a handful of times in this, he's okay. He just doesn't really sell it, I don't think, anyways. I would agree with both of you. An improvement, but not a full-on sale. A discount, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> a slight discount. I mean, I didn't dislike him in this. Oh, yeah, not at all. I mean, it's Andy Samberg. You can't dislike him. You can get annoyed at him, but... You can't dislike him. <laughs> I, don't know. I knew nothing about this movie going in, and uh, I was pretty surprised by the twist it took. At first, I was kind of like, oh, it's going to be this kind of movie. And then it quickly went to, oh, it's this movie again. Just because the, the whole, you know, repeat the day over and over and over. I've, I've seen a lot of those movies. I mean, they're not hard to make. Yeah. And there's a lot of TV shows that do it, too, so this isn't bad, but I guess, I don't know, it kind of soured my opinion on this one a, a bit as I was watching it, because I was just like, ah, it's this again. It, it's the usual suspect's curse, right? Because everybody knows, I'm not going to spoil it, I guess, on here, if you haven't seen it. Has everybody seen it on this show? Nope. Okay. It, well, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. It's the usual suspect's curse, where once you see what happens at the end, you're going to see, oh, everybody is aping that from now until eternity. And whenever you see it, you just are like, oh, they're doing the usual suspect's thing. That's 
kind of what I have whenever I see a time loop movie like this. It's like, I could just go watch Groundhog Day again, because, I mean, that's that's a really good movie. And not a lot of people do much different with it to make it, like, a lot more interesting, I'd say. Like, what is it? Edge of Tomorrow. Yes, Edge of Tomorrow is an exception, because that one takes it in a completely new direction, which was very refreshing to see and generally entertaining and keeps you on the edge of your seat putting it in like a war scenario so that it, it, it's cool whereas this one it's just it's another rom-com which i mean groundhog day is not r really a rom-com but you could make the argument that it kind of is i guess <laughs> it's not what it is i mean you could argue it is that's not the that's not the main point of that film but this one it kind of is, and I'll just get it out here now. I'm not a huge fan of rom-coms myself. I don't know. I, I'm kind of the mindset that this was fine. It's fine. It's not something I would watch or watch again, probably, though. <laughs> it's just so hard when the thing that you're, you're imitating is, like, so widely regarded and well-known. To me, you're at a disadvantage when you're aping something like that from the start. So you've really got to sell it. You've really got to find a way to stand apart from it, which this one kind of does by having multiple people trapped in the time loop. But for me, it wasn't enough. For me, I mean, you know, I think everybody, on, I think I've been quoted on the show. Everybody knows how I feel about old Bill Murray. Not a big fan. I'm not. I'm not a huge into Groundhog Day. I think it's fine. I, that's how I, like you were saying, that's kind of how I feel about Groundhog Day. I think it's fine. And honestly, I think I like a lot of more of the other, like, loop movies afterwards better. Like you were saying, uh, the Tom Cruise one, uh, Happy Death Day is pretty good. Um, and this, I think this is a, I think I like this one better. Obviously, it's doing a lot of the same things, but I don't know. Maybe it's just because I don't, I like Andy Samberg, whereas I don't like the other guy. That probably helps a lot, but um, yeah, <laughs> there's just some, it was fresh enough for me. I don't think it it treaded familiar ground, but I think it also you know it, it focused put its focus in different directions than stuff we've seen before. I think. Yeah, it was kind of uh, interesting to watch Andy Samberg's character, like his reactions to being stuck in the time loop, where he's just like, you know, I don't care anymore, so why mess with it? I'm just gonna <laughs> drink beer all day and. <laughs> He's cool with it, yeah. <laughs> do whatever I want, uh, which is like the complete Andy Samberg thing to do. <laughs> yeah, no joke. And see him interact with, uh, was it Sarah? Seeing them interact was kind of uh, refreshing. It was it was a little bit different than what I'd seen before. Yeah, like you said, Dan, they got multiple people stuck in there. But uh, for me, that could only go so far, I guess. I, I'm along the lines of, it. it's just fine. It was okay. Um, you know, this is a lot better of a rom-com than other rom-coms I've seen, so. I just, I really like the, that we start with Andy Samberg, who's, like, been through this already. It's kind of a fun to see him mentoring the girl he brings in with him, like, through it. I think it's kind of a cool, different approach to it, where it's like, this guy's already been through it for God knows how long, yeah. And it's just interesting to see how someone would react to being stuck in it with no escape, you know? Yeah, he's just like, literally, he's just like ambivalent, just floating along. Like, you know, like, I think they talk about it in the car where it's like, you know, there's no 
purpose anymore. I just live day by day. And she's like, well, what's the point of living? And she's like, well, you know, you don't really have a choice. <laughs> you kind of yeah. have to live. So <laughs> when you die, you just start over. So it's not really, I thought that was interesting, you know, like with someone who goes through that for so long, like what else are you going to do? But yeah, eventually you just got to embrace it. It's kind of what, uh, oh, uh, well, I don't know. Bill Murray kind of did. I guess he did the whole selflessness thing. That's how he got out of it. But you know, in the end, you could tell he was just kind of bored and he's just like accepting everything like for how it is and just trying to be a better person. But if, what if he, that didn't get him out of it? Like, what if he still was stuck after he did that? You know, <laughs> he like kind of tried the whole time to figure out how to get out. I feel like whereas Andy Samberg just gives up pretty, <laughs> pretty early on. I wouldn't say early. We don't know how long he's been there. It sounds like he's tried a lot of the stuff she tried. You got to think of time differently. If your if your year is four is forty years worth, then if he took like ten years trying everything possible, that's not that long <laughs> compared to the other thirty <laughs> who are just sitting around doing nothing. Eventually, you're gonna run out of ideas. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. It, that's ten years is a long time to try anything. I think. Well, in this case, yeah, he doesn't get the groundhog out of being a good person. It turns out to be something like science <laughs> that gets them out. Yeah, that was a weird ending. Not sure how I felt about that. They left J.K. Simmons there. Like, they didn't even go and ask him, hey, do you want to get out of this? They just left him there, <laughs> the poor dude. He told Samberg he wanted to stay. No, he's like... if. I got the opinion he was more like, I kind of got hit with a good part to stay and keep reliving, but it's like, I'm never, well, he said, he's like, I'm never going to see my daughter grow up or get married or anything because of what you did to me. So I feel like he, he wants to get out, but he's like, I could be stuck in a worse spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can't, he had, he was like the same as Andy Samberg's character. Like they were both just stuck and they learned to embrace and be happy with what they got rather than, you know, trying to change things anymore. And he was pretty content to just, yeah, be chilling in his backyard. But I, I can't figure out if they forgot or if they purposefully left him there. Well, did you see the after credits scene? I did not. I, I turned it off as soon as it was done. <laughs> what What was it? So she's on the phone with somebody, like, towards the end. She was calling Roy um, to tell him what they were going to do. And then at the end, he's like, I got the voicemail. Like, I, I can't believe uh, you find a way out. Do you think this is really going to work? And he goes up to Andy Samberg, and Andy Samberg doesn't recognize him or anything. So he's like, oh, it must have worked. And then that's the, the end. So, Huh, okay. That's good then. So wait, if they don't recognize him, then how did she know to call him? <laughs> She calls him before she, like, he, like, the day before they leave. Yeah, it was oh, the day before the I loop. See. Yeah. Yeah, she's, like, it's in the, yeah, in the, I think it's right before, like, it's the final night at the wedding after she had given her speech. She's on the phone, and then the grandma talks, comes up and talks to her. That's who she was talking to on the phone. Why didn't they just put it in the movie? Why is it an after credits thing? <laughs> Sequel bait, Palm Springs 2. Man, I would totally watch one of these, but it's just J.K. Simmons rampaging around a small Californian town <laughs> over and over. <laughs> I did like that they addressed some of my questions that I've always had about these movies, like, what if you stay awake longer than the day? Kind of appreciated a little throw in there. 
I was just kind of implied that's what would happen in one of these situations, so. I like I was just curious if like fate would like kill you every day, like in Happy Death Day kind of, or she can never get away from baby mask. Yeah, who knew that yeah, science would be the way to get out of it all along. What a twist. It's not about morality or anything. You just gotta explode yourself in a cave and hopefully it works. Yeah, that was kinda weird, I thought. I think it was like they came up with the idea but didn't know how to get him out of there really. So they just kinda were like, Oh, science. Bombs. <laughs> I'd even go a step further and be like, they knew to do science and they were like, ah, science. But then they were like, this science is really hard. Let's just blow something up. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I guess it kind of works with the lazy uh, thing of the movie. You know? I'm not going to get too picky about the science in these movies. You, I think, you know me, I don't really care about the science that much in any of these movies, but. It's like, yeah, whatever. They got to get a way to get out of it. If it's going to be blowing themselves up in the cave and hoping it works, that's fine. It made sense within the movie to me. I don't know in real life if someone was actually stuck in time. Nobody knows how that would affect the time stream. We all have our theories, but there's no way to know because we can't test it. So I'm I'm willing to accept <laughs> almost any solution. So <laughs> Fox is our time travel expert here. I know nothing about science. <laughs> the disclaimer there i mean i assume it's really complicated you know they were saying a lot of big words and things so how do you know if they were wrong well i don't know if they were wrong i just mean it seemed like they had a lot of science then the solution was just to blow up the cave with them inside it well they had to propel themselves right when the loop starts or whatever i think that was the key but yeah i do wish they would have maybe set that up a little bit more i would agree with that i think maybe like i don't know how they would maybe there's like a scientist at the party the wedding party or something that might be able to help them that might have been nice something to to build upon rather than her just disappearing for months and figuring everything out but not too big of a deal for me at least did think it was another kind of yeah cool concept that she got like really good at science like i don't think there's anything that says she's like a scientist beforehand so she just you know has an endless amount of time to learn and get better at it but, like, there's only so many things you could learn and get better at, because, like, you know, your body resets every day, but your mind continues to grow. Yeah, that's true. We don't really see that a lot in these movies either. I guess Happy Death Day 2 kind of got weird about that, didn't it? Where it was, like, all sciencey all of a sudden. Yeah, it did. I think this one did it better than that, at least, which is nice. I would say so. <laughs> <laughs> did she wake up, like, way earlier than Andy Samberg did? Because she, like, Woke up and was gone every day. Nobody saw her leave. I think it's just whenever she woke up that day, yeah, and she happened to wake up earlier than because she was in the the groom's room, so he had to probably be up early for that day, you know. So uh, hold on, was she in there from the very start? Because when she woke up after she got hit by like the semi, she kind of acted different, like she wasn't in there before that moment or something. No, she was in there. They just kept that inf they kept that info from us until the opportune time to drop it on like a bomb on you. I got the vibe that something changed after they did that. Something changed inside. Yeah, she just felt worse after that, I think. Well, she felt bad the whole time because she had to keep waking up knowing what she did to her sister, so Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's why she's so weird after they did end up yeah hooking up the second time in the when they're both trapped in the loop when she like wakes up and i think they even 
maybe I'm crazy. Maybe the shower sound is in there the whole time, but like you hear the shower and she's like, opens her eyes. She's like, it's kind of like a reminder to her. Even it's like, God, like I'm still just a terrible person, no matter what the day keeps looping. Kind of makes sense why she would want out of it more than him too, just because of that, Yeah, you know, because <laughs> she just keeps getting reminded of it every single time. I guess, what did you guys think of the chemistry of the two main characters? Is it good? Okay. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I really liked them together. I thought they were really entertaining to watch, especially when they're just like goofing off and being weird. I thought that was pretty funny. It felt very genuine to me. The goof-off montage was fun. I do like montages. It's all right. They did some funny stuff in the montage. I wasn't a big fan of the impromptu dance number (laughs) things, though. That was weird, but yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do? They're bored, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time to make <laughs> make a dance routine. Like, you know they went there for like a month every day and did that until they caught it like that. <laughs> Maybe they even got murdered by bikers. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I really liked the relationship, though. I thought they did a good job of selling it. And, you know, when, like I said earlier, I think the, the serious moments when they're like, I feel really bad for Andy Samberg when he's like, they finally do hook up, and he's like, I don't know, this will make things awkward. And finally, he's like, you know what, I think I I love her. We should, we should do it. You know, it'll all work out. And then the day afterwards, like, <laughs> it's extremely awkward, and he's really trying. Womp, womp. Trying to, you know, communicate with her, and she's like, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. Oh, oh uh, it's great. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> oof, oof. I thought they did good with that. They were good together. Yeah, I agree, but I mean... They just gave them such, like, cliche rom-com tropes to go through throughout the whole thing that I was like, eh, the whole time. I was like, do something different. Come on. There's only so much you can do with rom-com formula. That's why they shouldn't have made it a (laughs) rom-com. I think the thing they do different is the loop scenario. I think that is the thing they did different for this. Yeah, but, I mean, it's still a (laughs) rom-com. They didn't take full advantage of it. You know, I've seen quite a few rom-coms, and uh, it it can get much worse than this. I'll just say that. Yeah, that's true. I don't watch rom-coms, but, I mean, they're pretty much all the same plot. They are. The world needs date night movies, though. You know, I did think it looked pretty good, especially for a rom-com. I felt like there was actually some thought given to, like, the colors and aesthetic in scenes. As opposed to just like, here's a bar, here's an office, here's a hotel. Yeah, it, it did pop quite a bit, I think, with like the colors and stuff. It's very colorful, which I did like a lot. Me too. I did appreciate that. And as a connoisseur of Hawaiian shirts, I was very pleased that there's a lot of Hawaiian <laughs> shirts in this movie. It looked really good for being on a streaming service too. Like, I don't know if I brought this up on on a previous show. Or if it was just when we were talking, but it's like back when we um, watched Crawl or whatever, right? Because I had that on Blu-ray. It's like when I popped that in and was watching, I was like, man, I'd forgotten how much better having the actual physical media is compared to seeing the streaming quality. Like, <laughs> it's so much better having the disc quality-wise, even if you've got the full setup or whatever right but this this movie looked really good i'm assuming because it was hulu's movie they made it so they probably give it priority <laughs> oh yeah i bet it had what uh, i like to call 
Instagram movie feel to it. So, like, if you go look at Instagram influencers, it had, like, the same colors and, like, poses and stuff like that in it a lot in the background. If that makes sense. It makes sense to me, but I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> I gotcha. That, like, pastel, like, pink and orange and, like, light violet kind of vibe going on all the time. But, yeah, it, it looked good. So, does anybody have any theories about the dinosaurs? They were tripping. They were in it at the end, too. That was just them remembering. That's all that was. It wasn't real. I think they took drugs twice. <laughs> There's that possibility, too. <laughs> that could be, actually. Yeah. They did have access to a whole bunch of drugs. And they're, like, small radius. Well, they figured out who had them, and they just grabbed it from them every time. They know who had the drugs. That Australian guy had the drugs. I did like it when he just <laughs> walks up there and takes them, and he's like, you're right, he did have them. <laughs> I, yeah, I think you're probably right. There's probably nothing too crazy. Although, some people on Reddit, once again, I'm bringing up a Reddit theory I read. You know, they projected themselves forward, you know, the next day, but they're still actually stuck in the loop, and that's what the dinosaurs symbolize. Like, they're just in the next day now instead of the day of. But, I mean, there's really no proof of that besides the dinosaurs. Some people on Reddit have way too much time <laughs> to write these things. I kind of like that theory, but, you know, yeah, I don't know if there's much ground. I, I'm not a big proponent of that because it kind of undermines part of the point of the film. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that's what they'd choose to do. I don't know enough about science to say one way or the other. <laughs> Will C4 actually propel me forward in time? Hmm. Yeah, who knows? Scientists, you tell us. Yeah, where are you all at? Why ain't you commenting on our stuff? How long did it take you to learn quantum physics? Speaking of, like, you know, just uh, people having a lot of time on their hands, like, the climate that this, like, came out in, you know, with quarantining, self-isolation... That might also have helped why I liked it so much. It does kind of just feel like a feel-good movie, you know. It's funny. It's got some drama in it, but it, in the end, it is kind of just a feel-good movie to me, I think. Which I think it, it did land in, like, the perfect time, I feel like. At least for me. Where I was like, man, this movie is just a nice, refreshing change of pace, you know, from what I usually watch anyways, too. Because I don't watch a lot of rom-coms either. But, you know, this has just, just enough to, like, pull me in, you know. If it's a rom-com, they got to have some sort of, like, gimmick, you know, like, repeating the day over and over again or something crazy that'll that'll get me that's kind of how i feel about it too is yeah just just the climate you know it's a nice escape yeah i'd agree it was kind of like the first time we'd like watched a movie that wasn't like a big you know critically acclaimed you know think hard about kind of movie in a really long time kind of broken out of our usual movie list or podcast list and just done something fun the fun may be subjective but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, fun is always subjective. <laughs> that was the one thing I took away from it the most, too, was I was like, yeah, it is kind of similar to how things are at the moment, <laughs> which is amusing. Day by day, over and over again. Here we go. Yeah. And, I don't know. And I, I, I found his character very relatable in that way. I think we're just like, just kind of coasting by. Oh, yeah. Like, just hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Waiting for it to end. Yeah. Instead of an inflatable tube, I just got my office chair I roll around in, you know. It's just <laughs> Man, get a kiddie pool. Put it in your living room and you can float on it. 
Yeah, my landlords will love that. They have a pool, but... <laughs> There's a kiddie pool out there already at mine. Oh, there you go. Maybe I'll go commandeer it. Just a grown man in a uh, swimsuit out there. <laughs> oh, sorry, is this yours? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you guys think about the lack of music throughout the entire movie? Because they deliberately chose to not have any music in it for most of the film, which is interesting, I think, since it's a rom-com. <laughs> man, I didn't even notice. That's an interesting point. Funny that you bring it up, because I was just thinking, like, hmm, maybe I should ask TV about the music and the audio, because I kind of forgot to notice. But then I was like, oh, wait, I wasn't really critically thinking about this one. <laughs> They'll all judge me, so I shouldn't say anything. <laughs> That's a good point, yeah, because, I, I mean, they have, like, the dance scenes, there's always music, you know, which makes sense. But besides that, I can't, yeah, I don't think, is there anything? Yeah. Not really. There is some... Um... Like, when they see the dinosaurs and stuff, there's music. That's kind of neat, though. I don't mind that. I mean, I didn't notice it, obviously. It didn't hurt it for me. That's kind of uh, interesting, though. I didn't really, yeah, it didn't cross my mind at all. You know, I guess I'd rather have no music than a bunch of, like, super meta pop songs that are in the charts right now. Yeah, that's true. You know what, it, what they could have had? Some pop punk? And a nice oh. voiceover from uh, no. Andy no. 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 Yeah. no. Here's the story of how I met mom or whatever. <laughs> that would have been an, an instant burn it from Dan if they did that. What? <laughs> That'd be an instant burn. Instantly would have turned me against the movie. You know? Yep. Is Fox and I the only one who enjoy that period of movies? Apparently. <laughs> I mean, that period of movies isn't very good. So. What? <laughs> it's the nostalgia, man. Just re replace the pop punk with death metal, but keep everything the same, and then I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not sure how I felt about it. Um, I'm prob probably going to say I like that they didn't have music in it for most of it, because I'm assuming if they did, they would have gone with the usual fare for this style of film. I'd say I like that they declined doing that trope. <laughs> it's a bold choice, but I can respect it. And the fact that I didn't notice it means they pulled it off somehow, I think. At least in my eyes. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of indifferent. I didn't really notice it. Well, I guess we're ready for overall presentation now, then? I'm ready. Why not? I'm ready. All right, so we got a scale that we use to rate these movies. Uh, it goes from burn it, pass, watch it, or buy it. In that order, we all give a little summary of our thoughts and our opinions on the film, and then we try to average out all of our scores at the end, but um, it always works out perfectly. Our averaging system is impeccable. Um, we never have issues with it, so... Just follow who your tastes align with more out of the hosts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, don't know. I don't know if anybody's waiting for the overall opinion at the end, I feel like, but or like the overall rating, but we do it anyways, just for fun. But yeah, um, before we do it, though, I do have a story that I want to, you know, share with everyone. Ooh, interesting. I do have a story that I want to share with... I do have a story that I want to share with... Do you? I do have a story that I want to share with. How many times has he done this? It's a lot. Oh, God, I think I'm going to stuck in a lit. Buckle in, boys. We got 40 years. Boys, I'm stuck in the lit. I can't get out of the loop.
Boys, let's take it. Can only record for another 120 hours TV, so. Hold on, I just gotta get my C4 real quick. Just gonna time it just the right second. (laughs) And. Ah, I'm out. (laughs) Man. That was weird. Um, Welcome back. I'd watch a movie of that story. I'm really traumatized by this experience. You know, uh, I don't think I can go first. You know, I'll just nominate somebody randomly. Mike, I think you should probably go. Jeez, oof, that was stressful, man. I got to collect my thoughts. We got to get him back to reality with something familiar. <laughs> yes. Joke's on you. I've done this review a million times. I give us something different each time. What? Oh, no. There's only four ratings. You can't have a million different ones. But I kind of go off the rails anyways. I always say like, well, it's kind of this for me, but it might be that for you. And <laughs> I'm going to do that again. I think oh, this God. falls somewhere in between uh, a pass and a watch it for me. It was kind of unique. Um, it's not the best rom-coms out there. It's not like uh, when Harry met Sally or anything like that. It's Andy Samberg. Like I said, it's a feel-good movie. You know, if you have a significant other and you can't find anything to watch, um, this is a safe movie to watch um, with, like, your significant other. And you'll probably both have a a decent time watching it. Um, And that's pretty much what rom-coms are for, is to watch with your significant other or by yourself or however you watch them. But, I mean, I only watch them usually with a significant other. So, yeah, I'm going to say somewhere in between a... Mm, Gotta pick. (laughs) I gotta pick. Okay, for me, I would say pass, because I probably would have never watched this on my own. Yeah, let's do it there, since I'm being forced (laughs) into a category, and I can't go off the rails. What have you done, TV? How many times have you forced me into this picking? (laughs) Only you would know. Well, kind of similar to Mad Mike. I I probably would have never watched this movie without TV's recommendation. But that said, I'm pretty glad he recommended it. You know, it was a fun... I had fun. I feel I'd say I had fun. We had a good little evening having some brews and watching this goofy rom-com. You know, I mean, it's certainly not my best friend's wedding by any means, but it's still a good time. And it's got Andy Samberg, who I think's a pretty funny guy. It looks pretty good. I feel like the director, the editing, made some pretty solid choices as far as rom-coms go. So I'd have to give it a watch. Even if you're not doing it for a date night, it might just be a fun evening with some beers and you can feel like you're drinking beers in a pool with Andy Samberg. Yeah, I mean, I really do like this movie quite a bit. Um, I, the only reason I did watch it was because Andy Samberg was in it and I was intrigued by like the loop thing. That's all I knew. And to my surprise, it was a rom-com, which, you know, I don't watch a lot of those, honestly, but I really did like this movie a lot. Maybe it's just because the current climate that we're all in with the, you know quarantining and stuff you know it's nice to just have a feel-good movie every once in a while and i mean i do love andy samberg that always helps but i i think i'm gonna give it a buy it i do really really like it i've watched it twice now um and i loved it both times um it might i think i'm starting to suspect it is just because i love andy samberg so much but yeah i think he's actually you know he's grown a bit in his uh his roles he always does kind of play the similar guy but i think here he shows a little more nuance than he usually does, you know, so I think that's kind of cool to see. Yeah, I think just the fact that there's a nice, a nice cool gimmick as well that, you know, we've seen it before, but I think it's just fresh enough that it doesn't feel repetitive to me, so I'm going to give it a buy it. I think it's pretty good, and 
probably one of the best Hulu originals I've seen. Honestly, I haven't seen many of those, so there's that. Man. Weird endorsement at the end, I guess, too. <laughs> On the other end of the spectrum, uh, this one didn't do a whole lot for me. It's pretty tropey when it comes to these rom-coms. It's not my favorite genre to begin with so when i figured out that it was a rom-com while watching it i was kind of like you gotta be joking but not not really but my reaction was not like stoked to be watching a rom-com but that being said i mean it's not bad it's fine that's (laughs) that's pretty much what i think of it it's fine Andy Samberg didn't really sell me on most of the, like, super dramatic parts, but, I mean, all the rest of it he did fine. I don't know how to say her last name right. Kristen Milioti, as Sarah did pretty good throughout the whole thing. Um, I hadn't seen her in anything before, so that was nice. I do appreciate that they tried to shake it up going with the time loop thing, but, I mean... They don't do a whole lot new with it, so eh, it's just another one of those gimmicks, I guess, that keep your rom-com a little bit different from the others. So, I don't know. Going in the footsteps of another rom-com that I like, I think this one could have used a little Windex on it to give it a little bit more shine and to stand out some, so I'm going to give this one a pass. So where does that fall on the scale? Here's the old scale. Here we are again. Old reliable back again. Hmm. I think it's probably a watch, isn't it? If it's a pass, two passes, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like. I'd say watch, yeah. Yeah, I feel like the buy it would pull it up, but I'm not sure. If you like Andy Samberg or uh, rom coms, watch it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so for next week, it finally begins. All our scheduling has paid off. We're going to do. A Halloween series of horror. Uh, 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 uh. But I think Dan's got our first foray into the spooky spectacular that we're presenting. Um, <laughs> Ooh, so, I like that. <laughs> what's it going to be, Dan? I can't think of a better way to kick this off than with a horror classic known as The Exorcist. Ooh, I haven't seen this in a long time, yeah. The movie that made people pass out in the theater back in the day, right? That's what happened? That's what they said, I think. (laughs) They say that for every new horror movie that's, like, a big deal. Take it as you will, I guess. So we put, like, stipulations on this, too? Like, we have to watch them when it's dark with the lights out? (laughs) No, I ain't doing that. I could swear you just said it wasn't that bad. (laughs) I mean, it's still creepy, but I ain't gonna make it scarier (laughs) scary enough it's halloween (laughs) movies it's scary enough just watching it (laughs) how will you get the full effect unless you do it oh i'll get the full effect yeah i don't know mileage will vary on the stipulations it sounds like (laughs) (laughs) all right fair i'll take this challenge yeah maybe you and mike can be the the full immersion yeah you two can do that I've seen this one before, though, as well, so... I think we all have, but that's okay. We're revisiting The Exorcist. If any of you listeners out there want to get in contact with us, uh, tell us your thoughts on Palm Springs, 
tell us any spooky uh, like horror movies, Halloween movies that you'd recommend that you like to watch during the season, let us know. You can hit us up on Facebook or Twitter at Run the Real, or you can email us at runtherealpodcast at gmail.com. We want to know your thoughts, your opinions. Do you agree with us? Do you disagree? Do you have things you think we should watch? All of these things we must know from you. Yes, you. Listening in your headphones right now. I'm talking to you. Okay, well, thanks for listening to us tonight, everybody. We really appreciate it. This is Run The Real, signing off. What's that song? Father of That's mine. That's ever clear. That's not pop punk. That's like <laughs> depressing post grunge. You sad bastard. I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one I really knew. Oh.